1: presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
0: This this, this is Jolly Rogers and
1: Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Happy It Was evening, a everyone. little bit of a rough Saturday night for the Bucks and anyone who was trying to enjoy their <laughs> Saturday night. Uh Casey We've got a lot to get into. I think that we should start talking about the game from mm-hmm. the offensive standpoint. And Casey, I have a lot
0: of thoughts on the offense. Yeah. There was the good thing about the this game that was so hard to watch is that there was a lot to process and analyze and learn from. So let's learn from. In. I like that. Um <laughs> so I think that. We
1: got to see the Bucks against a tougher opponent, mm-hmm. uh, more stout defensively with the Titans facing them. um, Their head coach is a little bit more aggressive. They, you know, went for it on fourth down a few times. That's getting into maybe uh, a, a few other topics that we'll talk about in terms of the defense. But the offense, they struggled a little bit at first, at least when, when Trask took over. But in general, too. I mean, yeah. it, it took them... To let's see, almost to the end of the first half to even get a third down completion, mm-hmm. it, it, there. It, I don't know. It just felt frustrating because there were times where the offense and Trask seemed on it, and it's like right. this is this is what we want to see. We're headed in the right direction, and then all of a sudden, uh, you have sacks and interceptions and, you know, the Titans getting points off of the interceptions. And it's like what it it almost feels like a repeat of last week. And I don't know. Here's the thing, Casey. I don't know if Kyle Trask is fully to blame for it. I do think that he is young. I think that he's still getting these game reps. I think that he's still learning and learning to make faster decisions But there were times that the offensive line did not put him in a very good position Mm -hmm. to make good decisions and to be real. Like when he got sacked on second and 18, that to me, a little bit of that is on your O-line. Could he Mm -hmm. have done something? Could he have scrambled? Could he have moved more? Sure. But he's kind of still getting used to getting his legs underneath him. The O-line and I understand there's things going on at the O-line yeah this is not not the final O-line that's going to be in front of QB1 and Tom Brady but there was some frustration and some disappointment looking at the way that they were able to block in front of their quarterback tonight yeah he just didn't have very much time and space um but it took, I mean, it was just kind of a slow start for both teams mm-hmm. because at almost at the end of the first, the teams were combined over six on third downs 0 for two on fourth downs and 56 yards. It just was a really slow moving kind of game took a while to get into. And I mean, even you look at the final score, it's not like anything Nothing. fabulous happened. It was, it was, yeah. it was there was one touchdown in the game. Everything else was just field goals. So it's not like this was like an incredibly well executed offensive game. Although Mm -hmm. Kyle Trask did have some really, really great meetups with Devin Tompkins. And Mm -hmm. we talked uh, on Friday's episode and I said, he had a really good practice. He had coming off a great Thursday, had like the catch of the day. And I told you, Casey, and I told you Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans that he was going to have a standout game. And I think that he really did put himself at least in the back of people's minds. I don't know. Again, it is a crowded position. I don't know where that is going to leave him. We're going to get into that later in the episode, but you made everyone doubt putting you on the chopping block in my opinion with the performance that he had tonight and trask had some lasers to tompkins really liked the way that they started moving the ball in the second half especially to start that third third quarter really really great to see um and, and Bruce Arians had some really good things to say about Trask. He had high praises. He said that he's getting better. He's looking downfield more. Um, he's going to get better with game reps. And for the most part, doesn't make the same mistake twice. Although there were times tonight that it did seem like a replay of last week. But he did have, I think, some really great moments, especially in the second half Um, but then you get sacked, you fumbled, you get it back, but and now there's a fourth and thirty-one. It 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 just it just they did not always put themselves in position to be the power off powerful offense that we know that they will be during the regular season. And so I think if you're watching the Bucks and you know what they can be, this game was probably frustrating to watch because it wasn't that.
0: Yeah, well, and like you said, not basically the way you described it and the way that I interpret it and watching the game myself is that it was just a very inconsistent game. Um, From an evaluation point, though, a lot of big learning curves. I appreciate the competition that that the Titans brought to the Bucks because there was things that they can learn now they can apply to the season and monumental moments early versus, you know, waiting weeks into the season to get there. So for one, I definitely agree. Tras did build off of last week's performance. I think he had a little bit more confidence to him. He already played a composed game last week, but I think he even, you know, up to the ante on his composure on his leadership. I was looking at his conversations when they got into certain huddles and stuff. Um, there was definitely a lot of instances where it wasn't on track It was the receiver, the big throw to Scotty Miller. And I know a lot of people on Twitter were like, scotty has got to catch that. You know, I'm a big Scotty fan, but yeah, Scotty has to catch that. He put it right on point for me. Um, then there was another one to Jalen Darden and it looked like Darden almost misread his cue on the route for a second, tried to make up for it. There's three Titans jerseys around him and that could have been a big, uh, oh, the one thing I will say, and this comes with development of a young quarterback is that. There were certain circumstances where he kind of threw into double, almost triple coverage. Probably not a decision that you want to make regardless of what your O-line's doing. Because there was moments where the O-line kind of gave him plenty of time. And he still took too much time, if you will. But that's development of the playbook. And that's getting more confident of making a decision in split decision. So I was happy to see more from Trask. He's got a good arm. His accuracy is really getting up there. Somebody who wasn't on the trash train beforehand is, is getting a little bit more excited about the let's guys, a lot more potential. Yes, I walked the plank as an apology uh, last week. So what I will say is that I feel like he built off of his performance from last week. Um, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say I'm a full trash fan yet. Let's let's just chill, guys. But I'm getting there. I'm giving credit where credit's due. And that's a huge first step. Right. Acknowledgement. So some great throws by trash, um, some. You know, ill-advised, as as people would say, throws by Tras. You don't want to take risk in in double or triple coverage, and especially if you're going up against another team's twos and threes. Like if you're going against starters, those you just gave away the game. Those were multiple turnovers right there. So those are circumstances that I'm not too high on. But I'm sure once he gets in the film and the playbook, he'll make a different decision next game. Uh, something that we kind of closed out the last segment with was keep an eye on how much Blaine Gabbert plays and. I really was excited about the fact that Gabbert played less. Trask came in towards the you know, two-thirds of the way of the first quarter versus just coming in in the second quarter. But the offense as a whole were very, very unprogressive. Um, they didn't collect many first downs at all, which means they were making no leeway. And more importantly, for a guy who had uh, 33 completions, Attempts to completions for Trask last game. He had 11 attempts to 24 completions this game. So just a completely reduced production rate. And your top runner of the game became Keyshawn Vaughn with 10 carries, 54 yards. Lenny, who just opened up the game for fun, five carries for 20 yards. And receiving wise, it's Devin Tompkins leading the charts with two receptions for 38 yards. Those are terrible numbers, which also explains the fact that they never made it into the end zone. so. that's definitely not something you want to see game two. You want to see them, you know, build off of something in one way or another. You want to see more touchdowns for sure. I mean, it was a bit of a snooze fest in the fact that they just couldn't move the ball, move the chains in any way or another. But what I did like to see, not that I liked it, but what I could appreciate in in terms of supporting Trask is that there was definitely things where the wide receivers were coming up short. Geiger did not have a great game. And he was somebody who did so well before, you know, you would expect to see more out of him. I thought he was going to build off the the previous performance and he just didn't he wasn't impressive today he had a few missed opportunities you- old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
1: Mentioned a few other guys in the whiteout spot missed opportunities kind of mm-hmm. just it not really lining up not I'm not saying lining up structure wise but what I'm saying is like it didn't seem like the connection was there, or that was just yeah. a missed opportunity. There was something missing. Um, there was no spark. They were just kind of going through the motions on a lot yeah. of plays. Yeah, and Kalen Geiger, I, he was a name that I actually wrote down and said some missed opportunities there tonight. And mm-hmm. and you don't want to see that. Something that uh, we will continue to monitor and keep you guys updated on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. Um, and and something that you never want to see is Aaron Steiney getting carted off. Um, mm-hmm. he was. He wasn't bending his left leg. He wasn't really putting any weight on it. Um, some speculation on, on whether it could be MCL. knee, ankle, MCL. Um, mm-hmm. And he's been competing for the starting left guard job. And so seeing him go down is a big, big bummer. Yeah, and you saw Oliver's face. That was oh, just so yeah. heartbreaking. And, and, to him. and his
0: teammates, too, too. Yeah. And to kind of, like, break down that play, unfortunately, it was Keyshawn Vaughn on the run and run, ran into Stinney's left leg, and you saw the left leg bend inwards. I mean, you can see the replay on... It, by now YouTube, but definitely all over Twitter. So the bend didn't look good. Um, they are kind of like racking it up to a left knee injury. And it is unfortunate because he's been putting in work at that left guard spot. He got a lot more respect placed on his name, this training camp. And, you know, there was an expectation that he would fulfill a little bit of a larger role heading into this season. And I'm sure he felt that as a player from the growth that he made from last season to this season, And there's people that really support any in that left guard role. So Uh, Definitely prayers for him and that it's hopefully nothing too severe. This O-line is just taking such a hit because earlier in the week, joint practices, you've got Tristan Wirfs, you're all – all pro all star, all the good things that you could possibly say about this kid, um, you know, have a core injury and that could put him out for a few weeks, hopefully no more than a month. But you know, there's a big opening game in Dallas coming up on September 11th and health was an issue last season. And it just kind of feels like they're not catching too much of a break at this moment, but I, it could be worse. And thankfully, hopefully it doesn't get to that, that worst point. Um, and it is a long season, so mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be perfect from the get-go. Um you s- did nail the Devin Tompkins thing being a standout though. I was, no, was impressed with myself with that. Right. And him, and him. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to Kaylee on the call. But yeah, my who I thought was gonna have a, a game was Jareth Stearns, and he was silent. I think I heard Stern's name only in the second half for just a couple plays towards the end there, and mostly in the fourth quarter. And this is a kid that I thought was going to get a lot more reps and a lot more, you know, of a look this game because he's the one who really held whatever little bit of dignity the Bucks had in game se- preseason game one. You know, it was it was connections with Sterns that kept it there. So I was surprised to not see that. Um, but I think in terms of circling back to the learning the learning curve on their end, the learning from the evaluation point on our end, is that some people who may not make this roster became a little bit more apparent tonight. Some people who need to develop a little bit more in the playbook became more apparent tonight. So there was things that stood out that start helping us formulate what this season is going to look like. And in terms of the offensive line, Nick Leverett was taking some of those center snaps, but he's also somebody that, you know, is very versatile and they're working up and down the line. And I guess a bonus or a positive point in all of this with what the O-line is going through right now is Bruce Arians, Jason light the coaching staff. And I know Bruce Arians isn't a head coach anymore, but he's who really called in and developed the majority of this line they've always been very selective of guys who are very versatile. You know, if you look at these guys backgrounds, some of them were playing center in college and then they end up moving out to tackle. Um, obviously there's certain guys that tackle that can't move into center because they're way too tall, but there's always guys that have so many different abilities under their belt to move up and down the line. And so I'm, I'm going to trust that process and just kind of hope that, you know, the guys, the next man up mentality is going to be in favor of the bucks and at least, at least of now, there was some good news. Bruce Arians said to reporters while the game was going on that he has no doubt in his mind that Tom Brady will be back. There was no hesitation. It didn't seem like he was looking for the perfect line. I mean, no, no no hesitation really put at people all. at ease. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I said the exact
1: quote was not in the slightest. And they asked him, do you have any doubt? He said, not in the slightest. And mm-hmm. then Casey, on top of that, he said of Tom Brady, He looks better right now than I've ever seen him look. This Mm -hmm. is Tom Brady at, what, 45 years old? Yep. I I mean, the fact that – and I don't – Bruce Arians isn't a guy that's just going to, like, talk to talk. Like, he means that. He said it. He means it.
0: And he's also been referred to as like the QB whisperer. So he's going to have such an about like a high evaluation of of quarterbacks and where they need to develop, where they need to pick up, what they need to change and so on and so forth. So I love the fact that there was no hesitation in that answer, that response. And they were in the middle of a fluid conversation. So it's not like it was a thing that I think that he was just prepared to answer, maybe in general, because it's one of the topics going around right now like crazy. But that was nice to hear. And, you know, all that to kind of say when you got a guy like Tom Brady in the pocket, you're, the beauty of it, the perk, um is that he's got one of the quickest releases in the game. He's got such control, such a demeanor back there, and that's what makes him one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So he doesn't particularly need a pocket where he has all day to evaluate. He just needs enough protection to protect a 45-year-old body, in my opinion. So, you know, still a lot of bright spots to all of this, and the good news is that we still very much look forward to Tom Brady, you know, resuming his role with the team here. So good strides from Trask development off of last game which is what you want to see even though this offense did not move much but it wasn't all on his shoulders um i will say there was a panicked moment there that whole fumble with rashad white when he pitched off the ball like hot potato it was almost like he thought he was going to run for a second then he realized he had no space and then he last minute like pitches it off and then rashad white has all these titan jerseys on him and it was just this really like flagrant moment and i'm like that's one of those things that he'll learn with time that's that's more where you You get a better veteran call than Exactly, yep. so I'm interested to see how preseason game three is going to unfold for Tras, but I think we agree that, um, offense that didn't not look too hot.
1: TB. Yeah, offense didn't look too hot. Uh, I've got two other bright notes. You kind of mentioned it already, but did like Keyshawn Vaughn, did like mm-hmm. what we saw from him, and definitely think that he's putting himself in a really good spot as the number two. Maybe they like know? him, they, they like do. him a lot. They do, mm-hmm. uh, second. Ryan Suckup, look at you! Yeah, two yards, two yards short of his career long. He showed yeah. he still got it. So, yeah, I think that maybe, um, again, we'll see how it plays out. But maybe he has reinstated some trust, uh, from the Bucks coaching staff back into him, and maybe even some confidence in himself that he can do this and that mm-hmm. maybe he will be the guy. Maybe it, maybe they're gonna go with strong and steady. Over, over, uh, Mr. Jose Borgalis who has a lot of upside, but didn't have the consistency and who we had to, uh, to give the boot to last week on walk the plank. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs>